0: You are listening to a Victory Alabang podcast. To prepare for a new year properly, we need to look back on the year that has passed with a heart of gratitude. Listen to this year end message by Pastor Chico Peña. At the end of each year, uh, what we normally do as a family is uh, we do list down some important things, you know, for us. between my wife and I and uh, with our, together with our children. Now what we write is, are, are some of the things that we are thankful to God for. You know, we start off the year with Thanksgiving, we end the year with Thanksgiving. Uh, we also showed you a uh, short video on um, uh, a, a reminder uh, of what's going to happen on the first week of uh, January as we Uh, always do is not as a practice, but as a congregation that we do pray and fast together. uh, That is the time that we can, you know, uh, write down our faith goals, not New Year's resolution. We don't do that, but we do write our faith goals. You know, what are we believing God for in the next year, okay? Uh, Some of the things that I personally thank God for uh, this year is that, you know, for greater unity in our family. Um, a greater marriage relationship with my wife And a, and a uh, greater relationship with our children We have three kids The oldest is 26 The next one is 25 And the, our youngest son is 10 years old okay? We are not a perfect family We have differences Definitely we fight almost every day Not really fight But you know, we have passionate discussions Most of the time Okay and uh, despite all these things, despite uh, all the indifferences, we still make it a point, And we make sure that, you know, we settle things immediately. We show our love and our forgiveness towards each other. Now, aside from the family, uh, some of the non-material things that I'm thankful to God for is, uh, you know, my wife and I were able to watch a concert after so many, many years last February 14. Okay? Uh, there's no way in our plans that we will, be, we will watch a concert on February 13th. That is going to be a traffic chaos. Okay, but we did. Uh, so because it's, it's, shall I say it? Okay, during the 80s, my idol, Martin Yibera. I wow! First time again after 20 plus years. Oh, We enjoyed the show. I thank God for that. One, another thing that I'm thanking God for is that uh, we were able to do our annual vacation in Dumaguete and at the same time celebrated our 26th year in marriage. Okay. Wow. Praise God. One, of, one, one latest thing that I'm thankful to God for is that Pastor Sunny and I went back to biking. Okay. We were, <laughs> I was a biker Uh, In the late 80s up to the early 90s, you know how it is when the trend comes, you know, and when everybody bikes, after three to five years, everybody's gone, okay? So, I hated biking after that, but uh, thanks to my friend, you know, tago na lang natin sa pangalang Arjun, okay, who showed me this bike uh, early this year. Seeing that bike, parang it, it, it once again encouraged me. Uh, to go into biking. And uh, when he actually asked me to ride that bike, sabi ko, in Tagalog, eh, loko lang sa eh. You know, you're familiar with the fixie bike, fixed gear. It has no no brakes, no gears. You ride it with no helmet. So, ka talaga. <laughs> I tried it, it was so hard. But now I find myself having that bike. I'm now riding a fixie bike and uh, I thank God that Pastor Sani and I, despite the long, uh, no, yung how many years of not uh, having a physical activity, we were able to bike from Caltex, uh, Alabang, up to Aguinaldo Highway. Okay? Yeah, hindi tulog We were not sleeping. We were really awake and we were really doing it. Edwin was there, Pastor King was there, You know, us, Arju, uh, Master Arjun was there, and Nathan was there. Uh, I thank God that uh, we are able to be part of a big you know, biking community. So, if you have a bike, whether it is a mountain bike, racer, uh, road bike, a fixie, okay, folding bike, mini velo, ano pa, BMX, you may come and join us, you know, on weekends, so that we can uh, have fun together. So, a lot of things, a lot of things that uh, we are thankful for. Yesterday, I'm thankful, you know, that uh, I was able to do the second to the last wedding, okay, wedding of the year. I have five weddings uh, uh, this month of December alone. Tomorrow I'll be doing my last wedding of the year. I'm thankful that uh, I'm able to, you know, be part of that uh, journey of the couple, being able to encourage them, being able to, you know, even stand with them, pray with them, to exhort to them, being able to uh, bring my uh, youngest son and, of course, my wife along. Because every time that he, you know, he, he hears the ceremony, it's as if that, you know, that I know already the, the, the exhortation. I know what you're going to say. Uh, maybe you forgot the valiant cord. He's been saying a lot of things. I'm thankful to God that he's been uh, exposed to uh, the services that we do. But one thing, uh, not so good thing that happened to us yesterday is we were late. It was not good. We are, our call time was 3.30 I arrived Tagaytay Highlands by 4.30. So I was an hour late. We left Alabang by 2 p.m., terrible traffic. Uh, And so the good thing is, you know, the reason why I'm thankful is that God, uh, uh, it was raining, and God allowed this late to happen so that we can have that ceremony still in the garden area because that was the faith of the bride. What she said when even it was drizzling, she said that, no, we're going to have the ceremony here. Look at the faith of that woman. Sabigo grabe. Okay, so thank God for it. A simple uh, message, a simple reminder. Um, I know I've already mentioned this earlier, but we have to once again uh, focus on, uh, you know, what God tells us, what God instructs us, and continue on to have an attitude of gratitude. You know, because we forget sometimes to even say thank you. Growing up as a, as a kid or as children, we were all taught and trained by our parents to say please and to say thank you because it's a way of uh, showing our appreciation for something. We are given gifts, we are asked to say thank you. Uh, the door was opened, you know, say thank you. Uh, a seat was given, say thank you. In all things, we should be able to say thank you and have that attitude of gratitude. I'm going to uh, relate everything else, you know, because I know uh, not all good things we do are, or not all things that we do are good. Sometimes you also experience not so good things. And I want to relate it to a story in the Bible. Uh, I'd like to read uh, from Luke 17, the story of the 10 lepers. And uh, may I ask each and every one uh, to please stand up as we read the word of God. I'll start off with verse 11, where it says here that on the way to Jerusalem, he was passing along between Samaria and Galilee. This is Jesus. Verse 12, and as he entered a village, he was met by ten lepers who stood at a distance. Verse 13 says, and lifted up their voices, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Verse 14, when he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourself to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. Verse 15 says, Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. And he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. Now he was a Samaritan. Verse 17 says, Then Jesus answered, Were not ten cleansed? Where are the nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except except this foreigner? And lastly, and he said to them, rise and go your way. Your faith has made you well. Let's all pray. Father, thank you so much. Lord, this is indeed a timely message for all of us. A message that will remind us that we as Christians, Lord, we will remain to have an attitude of gratitude. No matter what the circumstance that we are experiencing, we will always say thank you. Lord, first and foremost to you, And even with the people around us, having that kind of attitude, Lord, of giving thanks is indeed a Christian character. And we know that you are pleased that every time we do all these things, Lord, we just lift up to you this time. Speak to us. Speak to us, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Just a short backgrounder on the story. Amen. we all know that when, when Jesus does his ministry, you know, and he goes from one place to the other, and then he finds himself uh, going to a place between Samaria and Galilee. Okay, and then uh, as what the what we read, um, he saw ten people from a distance. You know, I don't know really how far it is, but during during the time, if you are a person with leprosy, uh, they are to be You know, isolated in a place where no one else is there. Otherwise, uh, leprosy can be easily contacted. You can easily catch leprosy, even by just touching that person. Or it even says that whatever a man with with leprosy has, for example, he touches this table and I touch it, I can easily get uh, you know uh, that sickness or that skin disease as well. So they are. You know, they should be isolated, far away from their families. I don't know how, for how long. Because at that time, wala pang antibiotics. There are no ointments. So these are all uh, natural healing. And it may probably take weeks, months. So just imagine if they have their families, they have probably missed their families so much. Okay? Now, seeing when they saw Jesus. Uh, it was said here that, uh, you know, they, they declared something and uh, so on and so forth. I want us to see what had happened uh, in this story. And hopefully, you know, I'll, I'll try to relate it to uh, our time and even in our situation. Okay, some stories that I can connect it with to, uh, to as well. What had happened? In verse 12, it says here that as Jesus entered, he was met by the ten lepers, who stood at a distance. Again, uh, because of this, they know and they realize that they are in a terrible situation, because uh, you know it's it's as, almost as their their fingers are falling off. Uh, there are probably many cracks in their body, and you would know that a person has this kind of skin disease because they are smelly. So mo um, I can't imagine. I, 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 don't, I, I didn't even, even try to download the picture with someone who has leprosy. But just try to picture this with me. You can't touch or be near someone with leprosy. So that is a terrible situation. In that terrible situation, they could have been you know, frustrated. They could have been... Uh, you know, they, they, they probably want to end their life. Their life is going to end anyway. But they could be thinking of a lot of things. A parallelism is this. Maybe some of us or most of us at this time, we may be in a terrible situation as well. It may not be a physical uh, disease, but there is also such a thing as a spiritual disease. And the Bible calls it sin, which also separates us, allows us to be separated from the Lord. You know, at times that when we continue on to be in our terrible situation, we get frustrated as well. And we do isolate ourselves from God. You know, we do isolate ourselves from people. We do isolate ourselves from family. At first, when we go through a, a certain situation, we would think na, Kailangan ko ng tulong. I need help. I need someone to do something for me. I need to do something. But realize that regardless of, you know, whatever person, whoever, or even ourselves, we cannot do anything for ourselves. We will always remain stuck in our terrible situation for as long as we do it ourselves. Frustrating. Sometimes it's really so, I don't know, maybe to the point of even crying. I've cried sometimes, you know, uh, uh, many times. I've cried many times out of frustration. You know, I've cried because of uh, even of someone else's problems. Terrible situations. It really bothers me. It bothers us all. Can you imagine what these people are going through? Not only the physical, you know, their physical, but even the emotional, the mental. What they had to go through being isolated in a place, not being with their own families and friends. verse 13, They lifted up their voices. Again, how far could it be? I don't know. They could be a kilometer away, 500 meters away. But they shouted. They lifted up their voices. They said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. They were calling on for help, crying out for help. And even at this time, probably for us, if we are in a difficult situation... Sometimes it only becomes an option for us to cry out to Jesus. Help us! I cannot do it anymore! What if Jesus tells us, why only now? But He will, tell, he will not tell us that. But He would like us for, to cry out for help to Him. They were already desperate. They were shouting at the top of their voices. Can you imagine again leprosy when they shouted probably their necks cracked. Liquid coming out. <clears throat> You don't know, you don't know. But this is out of desperation. Crying out for help. Lord, save us. Save us. What kind of desperate situation are you in at this time? Maybe there are family problems. Maybe there are relational problems. Maybe there are problems at work, at business. You know. Maybe there are certain compromises that, you know, I, oh, I did it, but, you know... Huli na eh, huli na, huli na pagsisisi. And na ako. Lord, I'm crying out for help. Please take me out of this desperate situation. What are we crying out to God for? In verse 14, and this is what it says, when Jesus saw them, he just said to them, "Go. Go and show yourself to the priests." And as they went, they were cleansed. You know, this is an act of faith as well for the ten lepers. Just take notice that Jesus did not declare or pronounce the healing upon them. He did not say, be healed in my name, and then go to the priests. But he immediately gives them an instruction. Jesus already knows. It's it's easy. Healing, it's going to be easy. Provision, it's going to be easy. Relational dysfunctions, it's going to be easy. (laughs) But Jesus gives us an instruction to do something. There's also a part that we need to do. At this time when we're sick, if we're physically sick in our bodies, Jesus gives us an instruction, go to your doctor. No, I believe for healing. You know, There's divine healing in this body. I don't need to go to the doctor. naman kung ano? Sino magsasabi na magaling ka na? Jesus wants, you know, these people to confirm that you are healed. In the olden times, you know, uh, the, the only ones who can declare that they are already clean are the priests. But we have some other people here as well. We have the doctors, yes. Uh, I don't know if we can declare you know, that you are clean, right, Pastor Sunny? You are not clean. Go home. Okay. Wash your face. But in, in any kind of situation, not only doctors, probably you are in a, a legal mess. And you've been praying for something. Lord, I am in a terrible situation. And Jesus speaks to you, tells you, go to your lawyer. You know, go to the police. And you don't want to do it because it's uncomfortable. You know, you don't want to do it. You're not used to doing it. But Jesus tells you anyway, go to these people. Because they, through them, you know, will be a confirmation of His miracle upon us all. Jesus gives us instruction We all just need to open up our spiritual ears. We'll only have to have an open heart. You know, again, just throwing away that pride. Lord, I don't want to do it. No, we have to do it. Because the instructions are clear. We have to do it. And even in this situation, what, what Jesus wanted to see was how the others would react to that situation. As we read the Bible, as we read Scripture, God also wants us to see how these people are reacting. How are we reacting? We are all to relate in these stories. Sometimes we're asking for, uh, Lord, give us a clue. Lord, give us a sign. You know, we don't need a sign or a clue. We only need God's word, his instruction for us to do something. We don't need to be frustrated. You know, we, all we have to do is just to obey what the word of God says, following his instruction because his instructions are very very clear so they went and they knew they saw they, 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 uh, as they went they were cleansed the next scripture in verse 15 it says here that then one of them when he saw that he was healed he turned back praising God with a loud voice and then he worshipped and then giving him thanks this guy was Samaritan you know how Samaritans are you know it's just nga in in uh, in another story that the Jews doesn't have anything to do with Samaritans. These are people, these are outcasts, these are people who are idolatrous, you know, you don't deal with them. But this guy was with this group. I don't know what's the percentage between the Jews and the Samaritans in that uh, uh, group of 10 people, but he could probably be just the only Samaritan there, but he was the only one who turned back and, given, and gave thanks to God. So what happened to the others? At this time, we are a group of Christians. And we may be involved with non-Christians. A miracle, same prayer that we make. This miracle was given to us, an answered prayer. But only the, the non-Christians will answer. You know, what happened to the Christianity? What happened to the Thanksgiving? Only one has a grateful heart. And this is, this is only composed of the Minority. You know, in, in a group of... And that's why I, am, I so appreciate... I so appreciate uh, what we have here as a church community. I so appreciate, yes, my family, but we so appreciate our church community because the people who are around us are the ones who will keep on encouraging, will pray, you know, and will always speak and remind the Word of God. The minority should turn into the majority, okay, not the, not the, the other way around. Okay, we will have to encourage one another to thank God as a group, as a people, as His children. Let us not be like this group of people where only one has given His thanks to the Lord. And also just an insight that this guy, you know, he, he could. He could. Have, I don't know if there were mirrors at that time. Probably they passed by a, a a a pool of water or whatever, so that he saw his reflection. But he saw his body. Probably it was so obvious. No more sores. Wala ang sugat in his arms and in his legs. When he saw it, he was ecstatic. He saw that he was healed, and then so why he turned back? There was so much gratefulness in him. Can we relate to this guy? Or can we relate to the nine others with the little miracles, with the little answered prayers? It's as if it's automatic, Lord, salamat. It's about time that you healed me. It's about time that you came. What an attitude for all of us. In verse 17, Jesus answered, Were not the ten cleansed? Where are the nine? Okay? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? Or if I, I may change the word, except for this non-Christian. You know, he doesn't even, um, he's not even like the victory people. Not like them, you know, who worships. Not like them who attend service. He's always there outside. Pero he was the only one who gave thanks. This is what we call a sense of entitlement. Where we feel, so because that we are already children of our Heavenly Father, I, we are already entitled to a lot of things. In fact, the truth is, we do not deserve anything and everything. Even, even where we are at this time, as a Christian, as children of God, okay, as victory people, we do not deserve or are entitled to anything that we are enjoying at this time. The enemy of gratitude is entitlement. That's the complete opposite of it. One time, I was tested on this. About two weeks ago, there's this place, I won't name it anymore, uh, where we have the privilege of having uh, parking slots okay, for, us, uh, for free, for as long as we get a pass, a car pass. So it really doesn't matter where you, whether you have spent the uh, parking lot for about 10 or uh, 24 hours. For as long as you have the car pass, your parking fee is free. For some reason, I forgot to get a car pass in the morning, which I no- normally do. And uh, during the afternoon, as I was, uh, you know, as we were headed, heading home, I went down to, to a station there and then uh, said, "Miss." I forgot to ask a car pass. And uh, I came from Victory. And so uh, what the lady said, sir, uh, I'm sorry, but you will have to pay. And then I was almost tantumed saying, Kilala mo ko, di ba? Don't you know me? You don't know me. Hindi mo kilala. But when she said that, you know, sir, you... I'm sorry, but yun yung ane, that's the policy. And uh, it's for everyone to do. So instead of saying that, I just said, <laughs> okay. So you're supposed to pay 100 pesos, but you know, I'll, I'll give you a discount, you pay 50 pesos. At the time, you know, I could have said who, who I was, you know, what we were doing in that place, and uh, I could have just demanded for a car pass. But I just said, okay, let me pay. So I paid. We are not we do not deserve you know everything not even a good treatment you know um, whatever there are no entitlements even as a christian we do not demand anything from the lord we do not say that god you know since you have already uh, pulled me out from the kind of life that i had before uh, you should support me in whatever things that i do kahit na puro kalokohan yon that is not an entitlement. Again, we do not deserve anything. All right. How is it then to have an attitude of gratitude? I don't know how to reward this. You know, these are not some practical things. But maybe as I read the next three points, let's put it into our hearts. How do we have an attitude of gratitude? Number one, we should rejoice always. First Thessalonians 5.16, that's what it says. Just to rejoice always. Why? Because we should always remember what God did for us through our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, salvation, yes, it is free. Yes, it's a free gift. We don't have to do anything for it. It's not the sin of Christ that nailed Him on the cross, but it, it, it was our sin. So we are to be grateful that we were not the ones who were nailed on that cross, that we were not the ones who were, you know, whipped and, uh, you know, punched and probably uh, with a lot of curses that was spoken after Jesus Christ. We are to rejoice because of what Jesus did for us. It all starts when we have faith and we have trust in God. And when we have faith and trust in God, it results into a good outlook in life. You know, it's not the other way around. You have a good outlook in life so that you can have faith and trust in God. It's so easy to say now. you know, all you have to do is just to be positive. You know, think positively. Yeah, okay, I'll think positively today. But tomorrow, those positive things will be gone. This is no magic formula. There is no uh, other equation to this but just to put our faith and trust in God. We, may have, uh, we might have little you know, in this world to be glad about, but when we are in the Lord, we have so much. We have so much. Again, the things that we do not deserve, He has already done it. He has already given it. And that is eternal life. No more material things. We don't need it anymore anymore. Everything that we have, we just surrender it unto Him. Okay, we rejoice also when there is no bitterness, when there is no envy, when there is no greed, no pride, no discontentment, no disappointments in us, no confusion in our hearts. In every situation, we are to rejoice always. Now probably you're thinking, you know, you don't understand. I am in a difficult situation right now. And how can I rejoice? Truth is, why don't we check our hearts? Why don't we check our hearts? Meaning, siguro hindi pa natin naiintindihan yung message of the gospel, kaya hindi tayo makapag-rejoice. But we are to rejoice whether in good times or in not so good times. Secondly, we are to pray without ceasing. Why? Because in prayer, we declare our faith. Whatever that we declare, you know that is what we are going to pray for. I only had, you know, just a few hours of sleep. And uh, our youngest son was, uh, was, was hearing this. Because, you know, during December, our schedules are really chaotic. Um, weddings here and there, Friday, Saturday, that was my schedule. I had two weddings, and then I had to prepare for a message. Slept 2 a.m., woke up at 5 a.m. to type my keynote. Okay? And I said, I'm really dizzy. I, I, I think I have air in my head. And all of a sudden, my, my, my youngest son, he prayed, God, thank you for strengthening my father. Holy Spirit, thank you that you will enable him, that you will speak through him. And a 10 year old who prays like that, I go, wow, that's, that's, that's something really, you know. I, I don't know if he hears us pray, but praise God, yeah, that, that, that's also our prayers. Um, and thank you also for you know, the people who surround him, the kids, the kids' ministry, and even the children who are around him. But that was his prayer. Prayer, is, prayer without ceasing is not only nonstop prayer, but for every opportunity that we can see. You know, someone needs prayer. Let's immediately do it. Let's not delay. Let's not wait. After the service in the 9 a.m., about two people just approached and you know, i just felt that the urge of praying for them because they i could feel you know they were in distress and i had to immediately pray for them who are the people that we can pray with first and foremost your family those are the nearest people that we can pray with i'm glad that my i'm i'm blessed that i have a wife who is really an intercessor who really prays so much he prays she she prays for me lord sana umaistong asawa ko diba yung parang ganang. You know, but, you know, we pray for each other. We cover each other in prayer, even our children. You know, we, we just can't think of anything else that we may have done to make us reach, you know, uh, whatever that we are enjoying or whatever we have at this time because we have not stopped praying. And that's what we are going to continuously uh, do, to pray, to pray, and then to pray. Appreciate the victory groups. Appreciate, you know, yes, you have leaders and intercessors here, but appreciate the people who are, you know, just right next to you, whom you can talk to and tell them, you know, please pray for me on this. I need your covering. Let us not stop praying with each other. And then lastly, and I know that uh, Ed just uh, read this in his exhortation, but yes, we are to give thanks in all circumstances. We want to put the stress to the word all. It means everything. It's not something. It's not most of the things, but it's really all. All circumstances. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for us. For us to be able to give thanks in all circumstances and recognize that God is indeed sovereign over our lives. You know, when we pray, we don't pray for that specific circumstance only. But we pray that, that in that circumstance, God is always there. That God is always there. That He will, He has never left us. He will never allow us to okay, just go ahead and do, do those things alone. But God will always be there for us. Again, the world teaches us discontentment, but in Christ Jesus alone, we will always be content. Another reason for us to give thanks to give thanks in all circumstances. Having said all those things, i just like to summarize this in one statement. And I would like to call our music team to please come up. To summarize this in one main point. I've already mentioned this earlier about us not deserving anything. And again, in this statement, it says, we don't deserve anything. But Jesus became already our everything. He became our everything. By merely Jesus dying on the cross, putting all our sin upon His shoulders, putting upon his sin, our sins, all our sins from the past, the present, the future, even from the generations that will come after us, He has already became our everything. You know, just more than anything else, talking about physical diseases, talking about all kinds of sickness, all kinds of whatever, the things that we are going through, we have been struck by the worst disease in our lives. And that is called sin. Yes, we may be calling ourselves Christians at this time, but we may be still continuing on to do some compromise, which causes us to sin. This is our spiritual disease that we need healing to. It made us distance ourselves from God. It's because of shame. It's because of, Lord, will you still continue on to accept me? Lord, will you continue on still to love me? I believe the answer is yes. The Lord has never taken out His love for us. And even in our family. I'd like to read our last scripture for today. In First Peter 2:22-24 20, uh, it says here that Jesus committed no sin, neither was deceit found in his mouth. When he was reviled, he did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but continued trusting himself to him who judges justly. Whom do we put our trust to? Whom do we put our trust to? We put our trust in god and in verse 24 it says here that he himself bore our sins in his body on the tree that we might die to sin that we may be freed from our spiritual disease and to live in righteousness by his wounds we have been healed this particular scripture does not talk only of physical healing but it really talks about salvation yes we may pray That Lord, we claim by your wounds we are physically healed. But more than the physical healing, He has healed our souls, our spirits. Before, we used to be separate from Him. But now, He has bridged the gap by sending His one and only Son. Attitude of gratitude. Now, come to think of it, ano pa yung mga naiisip natin ngayon? May mga bagay pa ba that, uh, you know, we think that You know, we demand these things, Lord. I think we need all these things. Instead of demanding, why don't we just continue on to have that attitude of gratitude? Lord, things are not going our way, but we will continue on to pray and to give you thanks in all circumstances. We hope you were inspired by that message. On behalf of Victory Alabama. We wish you a happy and blessed new year. Thank you and stay connected.